Ladies and gentlemen, BGs and Gucci's, welcome to the Aftershock podcast. Um, Mr. Pixel, with me is David Shock, and today we are going to go over President Biden's and Vice President Harris's announcements they just made last week uh, pertaining to scary ghost guns and all the other BS that they're everybody knew was coming down the pipe once they got into office. Um, we're going to be going off of the fact sheet, quote unquote, fact sheet from the briefing room in the White House, whitehouse.gov briefing room. And uh, this will be, be an infuriating episode for everyone listening, I'm sure. But we decided it's been a while, so let's go ahead and go over and see what we got to worry about in the years coming up, about what they're going to continue pushing and, you know, who knows what will or won't pass. So, Dave, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, I'm I'm awake, so <laughs> I don't know if the brain's fully engaged, but we'll see if we we'll see what we can get through here. Yeah, that's uh, if the listeners don't know, we're on different shifts. So yes, <laughs> I, I've been up for a while, and you haven't. So yeah, and uh, I was also woken up a few times while I was trying to sleep too. So this is going to be real interesting. <laughs> Yeah, so it it may be a one-sided conversation if, if you fall asleep. I'll, I'll try to just keep going. But I'll, I'll put something that makes noise in front of me, so if my head touches it, it wakes me up. There you go. <laughs> we'll edit that out later. Yeah, there we, nah. we'll, we'll see how funny it is, then we'll decide whether to leave it in or not. There you go. So the first one on this fact sheet says the uh, the Justice Department, within 30 days, will issue a proposed rule to help stop the proliferation of ghost guns. And from my understanding, they want to put serial numbers on these 80% lowers and, and all the parts that you can buy to build your own gun at home. So that, that's how I understood that. Now, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but when you buy a 80% lower, you're technically not buying a firearm. So I'm not sure how the term ghost guns works into all that, but for me, I really don't understand. That's that thing that we, that we keep having problems with, with the ATF is they keep changing the definitions of everything. Yeah. The, the redefining what a firearm is. Yeah. So. Well, even between that, you know, the whole bump stock issue, um, which apparently are legal now again or something, if I heard right, but yeah, I mean, they're they're trying, I mean, especially judging by the statement right here, on top of, like you said, like the, the 80%, they're, they're wanting to do like everything, like any kind of part, which, I mean, anybody that's done any little bit of, you know, gunsmithing, that's ridic ridiculous to think of every part being serialized. And how and I and then we have this leap in logic here where I don't understand how that means suddenly we're going to be able to track everything because I mean I don't here I'll just read this statement and, and I guess we'll go off of this is when these firearms turn up at crime scenes they often cannot be traced by law enforcement due to the lack of a serial number now I don't think I've ever heard of any quote unquote ghost gun showing up at a crime scene because I think the the news would have went crazy with that. Yeah, I mean, I think the term ghost gun has been 
ran with the last couple of years of, you know, however they want to spin that of whatever's, you know, their, their point of issue with what they have going on today, you know, is it Mm -hmm. 3d printing them? Is it buying a polymer 80, you know, lower Glock module, or is it a 80% AR lower? You know, what's, what's the definition, but I mean, we've all, we've all seen the, the pictures of the two by four that's been turned into an AR lower. So, right. Right. I mean, doesn't, you know, most crime scene guns with, with gangs and everything, aren't the serial numbers scratched off or removed anyway? I mean, yeah, you, you would think, I mean, there's, it's, <laughs> it's kind of a, this little fantasy that they have that, well, I mean, this is, this is just that, that next step to having everything run through the government, everything tracked everything so that they can just go in and find whoever it is they want to find and, and, and misuse the information. I mean, I don't even think they, well, obviously they don't understand, especially when we get into this, uh, like the red flags and all this other crap that whenever uh, a dealer sells a gun, they're the ones that keep track of the paperwork. And then they hold on to it. It's not like it's going into this, you know, huge database, which some, which we all know is what they want, but it's not going into that. It's like, it has to be tracked back to wherever it was bought. And then these people, the people that sell them have that, have that paperwork with the serial number and all that other stuff. So it's like, I don't, it's more frustrating crap. People that don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. I understand the, yeah. If you want to get rid of ghost guns showing up at a crime scene, I mean, impossible. If you're, if you're just talking about a serial number, especially if it was, if the firearm was bought by the person going to use it at a crime, I mean, Mm -hmm. of course they're going to take the serial number off. Right. So I, I don't really understand how, you know, my, my only thinking of it kind of ties into the next one where it talks about the, the pistol brace being an NFA item, right? That if they decide to tax the ghost gun stuff, and then to me, all it is, is just a money-making thing. Mm -hmm. If if you're going to buy an 80% lower, then there's a $200 tax stamp with it. Right. Well, it's all, it's all a a squeeze. They're just trying to put the manufacturers out of business with some of these other things we're going to get into too, but we'll touch on that when we get to it. You want to move on to the, the stabilizing brace? Sure. The, uh, the Justice Department, within 60 days, will issue a proposed rule to make clear when a device marketed as a stabilizing brace effectively turns a pistol into a short-barreled rifle subject to the requirements of the NFA, the National Firearms Act. So the alleged shooter in the Boulder tragedy last month appears to have used a pistol with an arm brace, which can make a firearm more stable and accurate while still being concealable. So this whole thing came from one incident. Mm-hmm. And, and I like how they're they're. I mean, if I was on, if I was any kind of like lawyer on, on our side of this, I would attack. I love how their own wording, like they can't even, they're, they're, they're getting in the way of themselves. The alleged shooter, like they use the phrase, the alleged shooter. So you're not even saying that this person is the shooter They're, He's just the, the person that's being blamed for it. Yeah. I mean, he, hasn't, he hasn't been put on trial yet. I mean, yeah. he's, so, he was so. charged, but you know, there's been no trial and, right. and yes, I, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but I believe there was four or five that died, which, which is a tragedy, but you know, this to me is a money market, you know, money, a money grabbing scheme because you know, some of the numbers are, that I've heard 
the pistol braces, there's millions of them. So if you, if you right. own one, then you would have to serial, put a serial number on that mm -hmm. and then apply for the NFA tax stamp approval. So if you have five of them, I mean, that's a thousand dollars you're giving to the government if you're right. going to be legal about it. Mm -hmm. And so all this is, is a money grabbing thing, which, oh, like yeah. I said, I think, you know, the ghost gun stuff may be leading into that also the way yeah. they're, they're just trying to tax it. Cause this is, I mean, it's one, one guy and you know, the pistol brace, the forearm brace was not designed to be shouldered. Yeah. So it, it was designed for, to be used, you know, an AR used with one hand as a pistol. So, mm -hmm. you know, saying it's, it, it makes it more stable and more accurate. I mean, it, to me is just a false statement. Yeah. Well, if you, yeah. if you put it on your shoulder, sure it, it might be a little bit more stable but I, I mean it's just to me it's a it's a money money grabbing scheme yeah, yeah. and to attack their language again on this one they call him the alleged shooter and then it says he appears to have used a pistol with an arm brace so appears so the the wording in this is just so ridiculous like I, <laughs> like yeah well it looks like so we're, we're jumping on the most recent thing and with, I mean, anything now with the 24 hour news cycle that we have, that's ridiculous. We all know how that goes. You're going to jump on something. You're going to make a statement. And then how often down the road does that changed? You know, I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. Maybe one of us could look at it and be like, Oh yeah, that's that, that is, but like they're releasing official statements on things that haven't even been, decided on and trying to make legislation off that like they're just they're just trying to get anything they're grasping at anything they can to try and just whether it's a money grabbing or I, how how much of this of, of these people do you think are just that that ignorant and by ignorant i'm using that the traditional definition of they just don't know how much of that is ignorance or emotion just thinking that they're actually for some whatever reason like they're actually doing going to do some good like i mean how many people how much what's the percentage that you think of these people that are actually in that box they just think they're they're on the right side of this trying to be helpful i don't know i i mean if if you look at it as a money grabbing scheme then they probably just don't care you right. know, the, the other side of it is if they actually think that this is going to save lives when this has only happened once. And I mean, they're not out banning hammers, which, you know, we've, you know, we've all seen the numbers that, mm -hmm. you know, death by hammers and baseball bats is more than, than guns that, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're not out saying, Hey, you have to have a, you know, the, the metal claw hammer, the back of the hammer is illegal now that you have to right. have one made of rubber so it, <laughs> it, it can't hurt somebody. So, I mean, they're not out doing that. So I, I would, I would, I would side with your money grabbing opinion. I would say if kind of look at, at the population as a pyramid and at the bottom at the base is just normal everyday people. And then towards the top is the politicians i would say the closer you get to the tip of that pyramid 
the more it's about the money and the power. And the closer you get to the bottom, it's probably more um, emotion and ignorance and people who think that they're really doing something that will help. That's that. That's just my perspective on it. Yeah, and I mean, the, you have the, you know, to your to your point that the lower end of the people that that are brainwashed that think that the politicians are out to help them that oh yeah that this is an honest means to help save lives which like i said i mean there's there was you know definitely people lost their lives in in boulder and i and i get that but uh, i mean in, in comparison to other things you know when's it in a in an assault vehicle that we're driving around yeah or you know there's just so many there's so many things you can go you know down that road of mm-hmm. that, that that kill more people than than what a stabilizing forearm brace on an ar is done mm-hmm. oh yeah but i mean if if there's a million of these out here and you're gonna have to pay register them and pay two hundred dollars i mean that's a lot of money going yeah. to the government yeah well they gotta so, replace all that all that money that they printed somehow so <laughs> yeah they're just gonna just gonna turn around and take it back right yeah well i i i don't i see that ending like a lot of these states that try pushing magazine things or anything like that i i just don't see any i don't see a whole lot of compliance on that no and i i think they already failed with that on the bump stock i mean i i don't remember hearing the numbers but I don't ever remember hearing them come out and say that of the say say million that was produced, they had nine hundred thousand turned in or destroyed. So, right, right. You know, I want to I want to just say people probably put them in the box in a basement, kind of hid it away. Yeah. So yeah. you know, there are other people out dredging the bottom dredging the bottom of the lakes right now. Sh- sure. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't own a bump stock and and have it. But, you know, I don't, I don't know that I would have turned it in. Right. I, I mean, I may have thrown it in the trash. Do you, I mean, do you blame people for not doing that? Because this has happened before. I mean, they, right, right. You well, know, just like these stabilizing braces. I, I, you know, I do own a couple of those and I'm mm-hmm. not going to go and turn them into the government if this becomes law because i feel like six months or a year later it's going to get right back to where it was they're going to change the definition again and then it's going to be illegal again yeah correct because they've they've changed the definition of a forearm brace what like three or four times already yeah at least you know made it illegal to shoulder it and then it was legal again i I mean they've just you know the, the atf in my mind's out of control and i think all of us would would agree with that that they're yeah. out of control but i mean they can't just keep you know changing their mind or changing the definition of what what the forearm brace is or how it's supposed to be used i mean that goes that goes with everything i mean right. you buy a garden shovel you know or is it illegal to to use it not in a garden right i mean it's it's not a ditch shovel you can't go out <laughs> and, and dig your in your front ditch it's a garden shovel so right I mean, you can't tell somebody how they're going to use something once it's been purchased. Right. In my mind. So, 
you know, if, if you're changing the definition of a, a forearm brace and it says, Hey, I don't, I don't want to use it the way it was intended. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, that's, I think that's part of our freedom. Yeah. Right. Let's make these rules about something that we have, have absolutely no way to enforce anyways. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you'd have to put cops at all the shooting ranges and in everybody's backyard, that's going to go outside and shoot them. And right. I just, I don't agree with that. So nope, not doing that. So well, I think we beat that one to death. You want to move on to the next one? Sure. Um, so here we are once again with, they're giving themselves 60 days. They're going to push red flag legislation for states and everyone's talked this one to death too um red flags allow family members or law enforcement to petition for a court order temporarily uh barring people in the crisis from accessing firearms if they're if sorry if they present a danger to themselves or others so many vague phrases in that statement right there we'll just go ahead and put it all under the slippery slope category next part of that statement is president's urging congress to pass an appropriate national red flag law as well as legislation incentivizing states to pass red flag laws of their own uh what that means is the government's going to say federal government's going to tell state governments hey i'm going to give you money if you do this i think that's the new part of this um, is that the federal government wants to pass their own red flag law and then give the states money if and when they pass their own legislation. Right. I'll take over on this one. This is not new. Um, anybody that's a longtime listener that knows who I am, I'm a cop. Um, I'm involved in the defensive tactics for my department. And just recently, I had to help, um, or I didn't have to, I helped rewrite our use of force policy. And in it, I was advised by my chief to include a statement from federal about chokeholds and vascular neck restraints, which obviously has been kind of a hot button thing for the past few years on that. And that's because there's an actual thing passed that says, if you have this exact wording in your policy for your department, we give you money. That's that, that, that could be a, an episode in and of itself that we might get into down the road, but there's, there's a lot wrong with that because they know they're, they can leverage that to like a smaller department, like where I work, who doesn't have a lot of money in their budget and they're getting their way and the the statement including all of that is about just as long as this is but it's just for that one thing and it's 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 kind of from my perspective it's kind of enraging to read because it's kind of a a low-key crap on law enforcement the way they word it but then they turn around and say here you go oh well if you do this here we go we're going to give you some money <laughs> But again, that's up to the states because just like with like with marijuana, federally it's illegal, but then we have how many states now that have it legal? So it's gonna take everybody saying, Okay, we we don't need your help on this. We can handle it on our own and taking control of it instead of let you know, being on the, the federal teat there. 
So, I mean, right now, what's going on right now is the the trial in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And that is a hot button thing. And, mm-hmm. and I get it. You know, the whole thing, you know, for however many minutes it was that the cop had his knee on the back of uh, George Floyd's neck. It was like eight or nine minutes. Yeah, it was it was excessive. That right? was excessive. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I think it would be better to have more training to train the cops that, hey, this is excessive force for for nine minutes. Mm -hmm. Well, instead of instead of just saying, hey, well, well, word it, put it in a, you know, put it in your policy and then we'll just give you money. Right. Yeah. My only issue with that is that, yes, training is something that 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 we need more of. But that one, I, that, that was, that was a, to me, that was, that was a a personality flaw. Like that guy shouldn't have been in there. I mean, watching him while that was all going on, I've seen, I mean, you have children, you you know, that defiant FU face that you get from a kid some when they're, you know, young and you tell them to do something, they don't want to do it. That's, that's, that's the exact face that he had when all that was going on, that was the, I'm going to do what I want. I'm in charge. Don't, don't tell me what to do face. Because there was 10 people filming it with their cell phones and yelling right. at him. Right. Well, do your and job was, and you don't have to worry about it. That's yeah. <laughs> and I, and I agree with you because it was more of, I'm the cop. You're not. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to handle it this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, he had a history too, I believe as well, but that's, yeah, I think there was a history, and I thought I had just heard something to where the two of them between that cop and George Floyd had, had had run-ins before when the oh, cop okay. was a security guard at a club or something. I, I'm not real sure. I don't, I don't want to yeah. speak out of line on, on what I think I might have remember hearing. Right. But, I mean, I think there's more more to the story than just – you know, those nine minutes. And I mean, the body cam shows that too. They just released some more of the body cam, the resisting arrest and trying to get out of the Mm -hmm. vehicle and all this. And I, and I can understand getting them on the ground, but you know, nine minutes is seems very, you know, excessive Yeah, in my book, but I'm, I'm not a cop and I've never been in that situation. So, well, I, I will tell you the last thing you want to do when you have that many people around that are hostile is the last thing you want to do is be sitting there for 10 minutes while more and more people are coming around being hostile. You want to get that person up and out of, you, you want to get out of the situation. Like uh, that, that, that was pure defiant. Screw you. I'm in charge. I'm saying what goes attitude. And was it, wasn't he, was he a sergeant? Was he in, um, or was he just a regular? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I hope, I hope he wasn't because at this point, like, that's not the attitude that leadership needs to have. We're digressing. So let's, yeah. <laughs> let's, get, let's get back to this. We, we can, we can do, a, we can talk about that at another time. So yeah, your take on the, on the, uh, the red, red flag laws, I guess, what would you, anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, I, I don't like the fact that you can have a, let's just say tattletale go whine on you and, and, and say, hey, he's being mean. Right. And then, you know, the cops bust your door down and take your guns. And and then what? I mean, you're now you're waiting for 
a hearing and a trial and a whatever, and you got to prove that you're not insane or right out out to harm somebody. That mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I I hate to say it this way, but the, doesn't shouldn't the background check check that? Yeah, yeah, it's checking for felonies and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, they they're trying to undermine that because you know instead of waiting for a felony they're they're oh well this person doesn't feel safe it's the whole let's make everybody feel warm and cuddly and they feel offended or they feel triggered they can go complain to somebody and somebody's going to make them feel better because they're going to do what they want yeah i mean you know if your boss at work is a is a known gun guy Mm -hmm. and you have a disagreement with them and you you can go to the cops and say hey this guy's being mean to me right (laughs) Yeah, I, I think he's going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and then it's six months later that it comes out that you had a bad review at work. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. Like I said, I mean, we already have background checks, and I and I get it that they're not checking for, you know, they're not going that in you know in depth, but but they do check for felonies and violent crimes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. And that's, and that's the, you've been convicted. They're not looking to see if you've been accused of it. They're looking to see if you've been convicted of it. So it's, it's again, like we talked about at the beginning here, the, the trial hasn't happened. Everything says alleged on it. So they're trying to undermine the system by, oh, we're not going to wait until there's been a conviction. We're, we we want to skip the line and just go ahead and, and, and take care of this ourselves. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't like them. It just seems out of line. And and if you're doing the federal government on a federal level, I mean, I don't, I don't understand that. So it's a federal thing. And then the government giving states money, it's yeah. just kind of them being it's a bully about it. If you ask me, it's, it's lobbying. It's going, yeah. the, it's lobbying going the other direction. That's it's politics. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump on to this next one. I'll let you read this one. I'm still trying to process everything in this one because I have some thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's um the the administration is investing in evidence-based community violence interventions. And there's you know, there's a whole list on here that talks about the cities across the country are experiencing a historic spike in homicides and the administration's wanting to prioritize investment in community violence interventions. So they have a $5 billion investment in jobs, job plans is one of them. Um, a webinar and toolkit to educate well, states. Well, that's not jobs. That's just to hire people to be the intervention people for the programs. Well, that, I mean, that, that 5 billion. So that's not going to help. I guess we'll go ahead and break this one down. So th- th- this is them trying to get people in there to basically be cops light, to be counselors to go in and handle these things. So once again, that's it's it's a reactionary thing to these bad places, which I, I understand there are probably some places that probably could use that, like larger cities that have the budget for it and everything else, because those are probably the only places that are going to have spikes if there are even spikes. I mean, we have more and more guns every year. And I think right now 
uh, our homicide rate is actually on a downslope. But I mean, it's, you know, it's been on a downslope since the mid '90s, I believe. Right. Yeah. So gun, gun crimes. Right. So this this is them. Hey, here's let's let's make more jobs for people to try and be the counselors, and you know who are probably dependent on the situation are probably going to end up calling the cops anyways to show up because they're not going to be equipped to handle if it handle it if it gets violent, and at the same time, shouldn't this money maybe be going towards I I don't know preventing all of this happening, not just reacting to it, you know, helping these neighborhoods, helping them actually get jobs or helping education. I mean, we all know the, the, the two main things that, that are the lead for, or, you know, dictate crime are poverty and opportunity and education. Yeah. So what, how about we take this ridiculous amount of money, stop giving it to you know, all of our little pet projects, like these museums and these centers that don't do anything during a pandemic and put it into the communities where we can help improve their education, give them better job opportunities. And, 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 you know, the whole hand up or a hand, a hand up, not a handout kind of deal. It it just seems like it's more like, okay, we're going to, we're going to pay. It's more money. Hey, we're going to give you more money to put these people in here. And then now we're going to start dictating how they do their jobs. Oh well, I guess I guess we'll 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 take the money back if you're not going to do it how we say we, you, we want you to do it. Like that's that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, I mean that's five billion dollars. I mean, you, I think you could do more with with that amount of money. Now it does say a key part to community violence intervention strategies is to help connect individuals to job training and job opportunities. How are you going to? I. I it's, it's, it's vague political speak again on this one. Like, you know, here we are, we've gone over how many different bullet points and it's, there's, there's really no details there, but Hey, we're pushing this forward. Well, that's, that's the problem. You say you're going to push forward and it sounds great, but how are you going to do it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's two more bullet points for this, but it's even reading those two, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, I mean, the second one says the that uh, Health and Human Services is organizing a webinar and toolkit to educate states on how they use Medicaid to reimburse mm-hmm. certain community violence intervention programs like hospital-based violence interventions. So, you know, is that supposed to do? <laughs> right. And I mean, is that, <laughs> you know, what's how much of that $5 billion is going into that? And, and, you know, that bullet point, I, I mean, I don't really understand what it, what it means. I mean, yeah, you're going to use Medicaid to reimburse the community violence intervention programs. So I, I don't know what you're using your medical insurance for, for violence intervention. Is that, is that mental health care? Is it seeking help? after you commit violent crimes i mean i really yeah you know that group of words and that bullet point i just really don't understand what mm-hmm. where, what they're trying to get what they're trying to get to or, or you know where they're even going with it. it to me so far in those first two bullet points is they're they're spending five billion dollars on something yeah <laughs> on something yeah I'm in, sure. in inner cities 
Yeah, I'm sure somebody that they know or their buddies with is getting a good cut of that. Yeah, because this last one here, I mean, it says five federal agencies, five federal agencies are making changes to 26 different programs, $5 billion, and there are five federal agencies, which five? Right. And 26 different programs. Why is there 26 different programs? that you know have something to do with violence intervention programs yeah well there's a there's a link there read more about these agency actions here but this is this is pure government speak for hey i'm doing my job but i'm going to make it look like i'm going above and beyond yeah <laughs> and, I, and and this i mean that right there just says the government's too big yeah definitely i mean if there's five federal agencies working on making changes to 26 different programs. I mean, first of all, why is there five different federal agencies and why is there 26 programs? Mm -hmm. And why do they, let's go back up the $5 billion. Why do they need $5 billion to do this? This whole, this whole bullet point, I just, or the whole executive order for this one. I just, I don't get it. I don't see where it's going other than like you said, Here's five billion dollars for my my cronies to go do something that sounds good in the mm -hmm. inner city, and they get richer. Yeah, yeah. I I clicked on that link real quick, and I'm just giving it a quick once over. It does list the agencies, but it's still it's just telling you how much of the funds are going to go towards these different things. And of course, the the examples they get they give are about gun violence which again i i'm sure isn't the bulk of the trauma that they're seeing in hospitals that they're treating so we're going to dump a bunch of money at something that's on the lower end of the spectrum of what they deal with and we're going to put more resources towards that versus other kinds of care i still don't get it <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean i mean it's yeah. i mean okay so you're reimbursing medicaid yeah, Did we're gonna keep need... we're gonna keep pumping money into pro government programs that aren't gonna be working. Yeah. Like they're they're just they got buckets and the water's coming in the ship and they're just throwing the water out for it to come right back in. Yeah, I don't I don't understand this one. So yeah, well let's move on. We got two more to go over. Um, this one's another interesting one. Justice Department will issue an annual report on firearms trafficking. So apparently now the government knows how what's going on with all the trafficking, which you would think if you knew how what was going on with all the trafficking, you'd be able to stop it. Because, you know, the war on drugs worked so great for everybody. Yeah, and I I mean I had heard um on on a different um podcast or something where the 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 talk about this was reforming the report um that they get to include like like uh, illegal gun trafficking, which mm -hmm. I, I mean, we're, we're in 2021 and, and illegal gun trafficking has been going on for, you know, years and years and years. Yeah. Well, there's and, always going to be a black market for something. Right. And as, if, you, as soon as you make it illegal, there's going to be a black market. Yeah. And if, if you could track it, then couldn't you shut it down? Well, you know, here's, here's, we'll, we'll, I'll read into the statement just a little bit. So they issued a report or the ATF issued a report summarizing information regarding its investigations into firearms trafficking, 
which is one way firearms are diverted into illegal markets where they can easily end up in the hands of dangerous individuals. So they're, they're doing this. It's, it's only one way because now they want to go after, you know, digital and all that other stuff. And I'm sure everybody's heard, you know, certain public figureheads in the gun community speaking about that and tripping over himself and making everybody mad. Um, since the report's publication, states, local, and federal policymakers have relied on its data to better thwart the common channels of firearms trafficking. But there's good reason to believe that firearms trafficking channels have changed since 2000. Gee, you think things have changed in 21 years? Um, for example, due to the emergence of online sales and proliferation of quote-unquote ghost guns, Justice Department will issue a new comprehensive report on firearms trafficking and annual updates necessary to give policymakers the information they need to help address firearms trafficking today. So in this, they're already calling, they're already getting ahead of it and saying, oh yeah, ghost guns is, is trafficking. Ghost guns are the problem. Yeah, they're scary. Well, I mean, that. so this whole statement that you just read, you know, there's a, there's a little piece in here that makes me think that whoever wrote this doesn't know what they're talking about. No, that doesn't happen in the government. <laughs> and and the words are due to the emergence of online sales. So <laughs> since Al Gore invented the internet. Um <laughs> and and when was that? In what 1998? Right. But, but I mean, you know, the person that wrote this doesn't understand that you technically buying something online still goes through a background check and still goes through an mm -hmm. FFL and a, in a gun shop and, and, yeah. and whatever. I mean, you can have a, you know, I could get an FFL license and, and run a business out of my house. Mm -hmm. I've tried. Buy, <laughs> and, well, I mean, you can buy guns online, but you still have to have the paperwork and the exactly. background checks, you know, the, the emergence of online sales, it doesn't make sense to me because it's yeah. still, you still have to be, legal about it mm -hmm. and have a background check just like you know when they talk about the what is it the the gun show oh the loophole, loophole. Yeah, yeah i mean you're still getting a background check because mm -hmm. it's legal ffl gun shops and gun dealers at those shows yeah I mean, they would they yeah. would lose their license exactly an annual report and you know i'll go back to the statement of if you can track it where it's the illegal market where they're coming from and where they're going, then you could shut it down. Right. So how is pumping money into a better annual report going to do anything? Oh, it's because they're not getting their way and they want it done a certain, th a certain way. I mean, that look at, look at this whole, the whole issue with the border and all that, you know, it's the same thing. It's one side wants to be right. The other side wants to be right. Instead of them both saying, okay, Hey, maybe we do agree on something and this is, this is what we want. It's why well, I want it done. I want to do it this way. And the other side says, I want to do it this way. And they can't agree on anything. But like you said, this is, this is all, somebody has, has no idea what they're talking about. You know, right. just like you said, new comprehensive report on trafficking and annual updates. Don't you think they should be doing updates already? Like, is this, is this a thing that they haven't been, I mean, you, you can't tell me when it comes to guns and stuff like that, they're not doing constant tracking and reports on it from both sides. Uh, that, that's just in general, like more government speak for, this is what we, what we want to do, what we do anyways, but Hey, look, we're, we're going to put it on here on paper. So it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy that, that we're working for you. 
I mean, they're just figuring out another way to spend tax dollars. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure this is a, you have to create new positions Mm -hmm. for this, right? So it's another, you know, let's, let's throw a billion dollars at it and, and give, you know, my buddies at the ATF, their buddies jobs to spend this money. Right. So. Well, you can't control something if you don't have somebody in a position to help you. So if we're going to get our finger in it, we got to, we got to start making more things up so that way we can wiggle our way in there to control it more. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we talked that one, that one out. So uh, I'll let you cover this last one. I know this is everybody's favorite issue recently. Yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of memes about this one, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's... Yeah. So the president will nominate David Chapman to serve as director. Is, is it actually Chapman? Chipman? Because this says Chipman, so I didn't know if I can't remember. If it was... I, I just can't read sometimes. <laughs> it's uh, David Chipman to serve as director of the ATF. You know, supposedly there's pictures, alleged pictures of him standing. Yeah. <laughs> on the ashes of the Waco rubble. Yeah. Alleged pictures. Alleged pictures. <laughs> I mean, I've heard nothing really good about this guy other than, you know, he just, he doesn't like guns and wants to take them away. Right. Which I mean, is I, shocking. No. And, you know, I haven't done a lot of extensive, you know, look at looking into this guy's track record, but I mean, with the amount of memes and and stuff going around about him it it doesn't sound good right but i don't know that we've had a pro-gun guy as the head of the atf ever either so well yeah the the politicians don't want that because then they're going to get kicked they're going to get pushback whenever they try to pass something right so i mean is this is this even that big a news you know what i mean other than he does have a track record but you know the the ATF wants to have all the guns and they don't mm-hmm. want citizens to have them. So right. in, in my book, this really isn't really anything new. It's just, you know, a name and a face that, that we know. Right. Right. And we know some stuff about them. I, I mean, sure. I don't like it, but I mean, like I said, this is, I don't, I don't think there's been a pro gun guy as the head of the ATF. So, yeah. Well, it's, it's, they're, they're no different than any politician. Like it's, it, we're, we just keep building on top of things like politicians go in and it's always about, oh, well, I wrote this bill and I wrote this bill. Look what I did. I did this, but they're not going in and saying, okay, this is ridiculous. We need to get rid of this. Like how often do people go in with the intent of saying, okay, we've got a bunch of ridiculous stuff on the books. We need to, we need to, we need to cut the fat on this and and get it back down it's just a constant erosion they're just constantly taken away taken away taken away and and this this is going to be this is this is no different yeah and i mean it changes every four years or with every president Mm -hmm. right so right we may not have had an anti-gun guy when when trump was president but we i I sure don't think we had a pro-gun right you know we didn't we didn't have a 2a kind of guy um But it changes. I mean, it just changes every couple of years and yeah, every four to eight years, it just, they just put somebody in there that 
that meets the agenda of the mm-hmm. yeah, political cr- climate and, yep. and politician. So Let's get another crony in there. Yeah, this this was about the least of my concerns on <laughs> on all six of these, just because you know it's not surprising. Yeah, like oh, I'm so surprised. Yeah, that's. <laughs> you're not going to get Ted Nugent as the director of ATF, right? (laughs) Oh, that would be very interesting. It'd be fantastic. (laughs) So it's, I mean, that's, that's, that's my take on that one. I mean, like I said, we've all seen the memes and the pictures. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the alleged pictures. Right. Right. Um, And anything could be Photoshopped. So (laughs) (laughs) what i see on a max mass text that we're all on or right facebook group is kind of uh was it real did it did that really happen so uh, i don't know it's but it's i wouldn't be shocked if it did or if all those memes were were right but this guy does have a track record and, and a public record that you can go back and see what happened while he was he was there before right right I haven't done the research on them. Like I said, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't know that I care that much. Right. Because it's, it's not like the ATF is going to be two a friendly yeah, in the we, next four years. Anyway. Yeah. I, I, I don't think anyone's really said ATF. Oh yeah. I really like them. You know, what's, what's the old, what's the old saying ATF should be a, a convenience store, not a government. <laughs> agency you know that's true get your alcohol tobacco firearms and explosives is that the other one uh yeah oh yeah because it's the batfe or something like that yeah the bureau yeah. of alcohol tobacco firearms and explosives that sounds like a, a store i would hope they had a uh, a rewards program because i'd be using the crap out of <laughs> what wouldn't it be funny if somebody opened a store, the business of alcohol, tobacco, <laughs> firearms, and explosives? That would just, be great. Just to kind of steal that away from them. Oh. That'd be funny. I'm, I'm going to check into that and copyright that. Before yeah. Yeah. Steals we, my idea. Yeah. We need, we need to look into that. Maybe a, a future business venture. So it would be fantastic. Well, I think we've pretty much gone through everything from their, uh, their statement here from April 7th of 2021. So I guess we'll we want to leave it on a, on a light note there about our future business venture. Yeah. Perfect. Do you have anything in closing that you want to put out to the people? I don't think so. Okay. Um, you know, hopefully this is one of our, one of our early first episodes and everybody enjoys it. So yeah, we're still working the kinks out. I promise we'll be better. We'll talk better in the future. <laughs> I, I would hope so. I mean, <laughs> we can o- we can only get better from here, right? Yeah, yeah. We're setting the bar low. I'm fine with that. So, um, so I like to thank everybody for listening. Hopefully, the first of many. Um, if you haven't already, and if you have, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody. Uh, we have the Facebook page, Wasted Ammo Podcast, on there that we are operating under right now. Uh, we're both administrators on there. So that's one way to contact us if you guys want to contact us. Um, we also have, if you're of the persuasion, we have Wasted Ammo Gaming 
Uh, we have people on there. Get on there, say, tell, introduce yourself, uh, tell everybody what system you're on, uh, what games you play, your handles. Uh, I know there's a lot of Call of Duty players on there. So if, if that's your thing, hop on there, get some groups going, uh, use that to communicate. We uh, just recently created that. So we're trying to get a little bit of traction on there, make it a, a one-stop shop for everybody. Um, if anybody has questions, uh, ideas, uh, we're, we're more than open to it. Uh, you can get a hold of us either through the, the Facebook or um, I have uh, wasted ammo dot Mr. Pixel. That's MR, not the complete spelling, but MR P I X E L at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email. And, uh, you know, like I said, if we're, we're open, this is about the community. We're here for everybody. So anything that we can get out there that you guys might find interesting or entertaining, we're, we'll, we'll definitely look into it and give it a try. We're, we're both on the uh, Wasted Ammo Discord page, too. That's true, yeah. So you could you could PM us on there also if you're not a Facebooker anymore. When, when there, there was a, a bunch of people that left, I think, when, when Steve left. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there, there's a few ways to get a hold of us. I would say probably the best thing is the Facebook. But, yeah, like you said, if you're not on the Facebook, then there's, there's alternate ways. So, but... And we'll try and flesh that out in the future too. So, but that's all I have. You good? I'm good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll, we'll talk to you soon.